Welcome to Unbounds, Break Free and Live Authentically. My name is Krista Lynn. I am your podcast host, integrative nutrition health coach, somatic movement practitioner, and health and wellness advocate. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Krista. (laughs) Um, Thanks so much for being here. And for those of you who've been listening, I'm so grateful for you. And um, it's just exciting that this is starting to get out there to some viewers and listeners. And um, yeah, I'm just just excited to get this project started and um, yeah, just kind of open up the conversation around the the health and wellness field and um, talk to you guys and share some of my favorite tips and tricks and concepts and what may have you. Um, So today we are going to talk about inflammation and um, four of my personal favorite ways to reduce inflammation. Now, inflammation is, there's so many different ways to tackle inflammation, right? There are like trendy ways, there are um, holistic ways, there are Um, strict dietary approaches, supplementation, fasting. There's so many different ways to reduce inflammation. And inflammation is really the the cause, the main cause of disease in the body. So if you've got a higher level of inflammation, the immune system is going to be run down because it's trying to target the inflammation and you're not going to be feeling um, your optimal best self because all of that energy is trying to fight the inflammation in your body. Now, how do we know that we have inflammation, right? Maybe you're thinking like, well, I'm a very healthy individual. I don't really know what you're talking about by uh, the concept of reducing inflammation in my body, right? When you think of inflammation, maybe you're thinking of um, you know, arthritis and the joints, bloating, um, things like that. And, and that can definitely be the case, right? You can have aches and pains. You can have maybe you have swollen ankles at the end of a long work day, or you've got issues um, with your GI tract or you're bloated. Um, these are not the only signs of inflammation. There are so, so many. Some of the less uh, common or less talked about signs of inflammation are brain fog, fatigue, trouble focusing, um, you know, dry eye, um, constipation, so many different ways that you can be inflamed, muscle tension, Um, The list goes on and on and on, even uh, skin issues, anything with the skin, acne, psoriasis, um, eczema, those are all signs of inflammation. And typically, if you've got inflammation going on, it's usually stemming from the gut. So you've got sometimes a... um, you know, a, a bigger issue with your gut, maybe you've got some viral infections, maybe you've got a parasite or you've got a food sensitivity, um, but usually a pretty safe bet overall is that you've got leaky gut or gut permeability going on. And that's a whole separate <laughs> podcast to talk about leaky gut, but um, leaky gut, so many of us have it. We don't even know that we have it because um, you know, we go, maybe we go to the doctor and we're just, uh, diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, right? IBS. It's like you go to the, you go to the doctor, oh, you have IBS and you have IBS and anxiety or you have IBS and depression. And 
you know, you get, maybe you get put on medication or you get put on, um, you know, a couple of supplements to try to, you know, digestive enzymes to digest your food better. And the, the short of it is that leaky gut is a gut permeability issue that can really be triggered by a variety of things. It can be physiological or it can honestly be triggered from, you know, the emotional connection through the vagus nerve that kind of runs down from the brain and innervates all of your organs. And you could be dealing with, um, you know, just mental stress that's now affecting your gut. And it's now turned into a physiological issue because the gut has lost its um, barrier. And this means that some of your food is is leaking through that, that gut barrier. So think of it like a scab on, you know, maybe you've got like a scab on your hand or something and uh, you, you keep brushing that same spot and you keep reopening the scab and it's never fully healing. So when you have the presence of leaky gut and the, the tissue isn't repaired, right? Just like the scab, like your skin isn't quite repaired yet. Every time something brushes past there, it's going to cause irritation going to open up that uh, damaged area again and you're going to end up with inflammation because there are food particles floating around in your body that shouldn't be there. (laughs) And um, I know that sounds pretty crazy if you're unfamiliar with concepts of gut health, but this is basically what happens. It's kind of the easiest way I can explain it to clients when they work with me on inflammation. And, um, you know, again, inflammation can can manifest in a variety of, of you know, forms and a couple that I didn't mention before are mental health uh, challenges. So if you've got anxiety or depression or, um, you know, any of those uh, types of mental health struggles in that nature, you want to make sure that you're not only dealing with the emotional and the psychological, but you're dealing with the physiological as well, because one way or the other, there's probably damage you know, it, it's not really a what came first chicken or the egg type of a uh, situation at that point. It's it's a we need to come in through the front and back door of the house to clear up both aspects, right? The physical, the emotional, the spiritual, everything needs to come um, together in your protocol to to treat that issue because we are connected body, mind and spirit. So when one thing is thrown off, it's most likely going to be um throwing some other systems off in the body. Anyways, that being said, there are so many different ways to reduce inflammation. I know that many of us, when we think of being inflamed, we think of going on, you know, maybe a diet or a fast or a cleanse. Juice cleansing is very popular and those are totally fine ways to reduce inflammation. If you're having like this acute um, inflammatory attack and you need something, you need a quick fix, you need something kind of more dramatic, um, water fasts are really powerful. Um, you turn yourself into, you know, you, you get yourself into cellular autophagy and turn over your cells. If you're doing a three day water fast, there's also, um, juice cleansing. It's really helpful in supporting your liver. There is the grapefruit and olive oil liver cleanse. Um, I've done that a few times. Really great. There's of course enemas you can do water, coffee, aloe vera, Um, So many different things you can do. But for me, I have um, a couple of different things that I like to do, um, you know, throughout the week as I'm feeling inflamed. Uh, I personally have a couple of autoimmune diseases and thyroid issues. And when that tends to flare up for me or stress tends to amp up, uh, my physiology really responds 
strongly to that and I need to take some extra measures to reduce inflammation in my body. Um, so I'm going to talk to you about four ways that I like to reduce inflammation. That's a, a really easy um, kind of simple strategy you can use without your week without doing something crazy dramatic, which of course there's nothing wrong with doing that, but you know, sometimes you can't jump right into a juice cleanse on a Wednesday when, you know, the <laughs> all of your daily tasks are happening or you're being active or you're wanting to continue your workouts and or even the affordability aspect, juice cleansing is expensive, right? Um, so first way, um, is I like to add 16 ounces of celery juice into my day. Um, if you follow any of the medical medium, uh, research, then you know the benefits of celery juice. Um, the mineral salts in the celery juice have a really powerful anti-inflammatory and detoxifying, um, property for your liver. And the liver is, you know, really that organ that we want to hyper-focus on when we're working on reducing inflammation and um, creating a healthy GI function because that's where your digestion begins. That's your filter. If your filter's clogged, it's going to kind of leak out into the rest of the body. So the celery juice, adding at least 16 ounces into your day, it's best um, if it's if it's had in the morning after a glass of lemon water. So you want to drink your lemon water and then wait 20 minutes, drink your celery juice, and then you want to wait at least 20 to 30 minutes to have any um, food after the celery juice as well. So, and you know, it can be, it can be consumed at any time of the day. You just want to make sure that there is, um, at least 20 to 30 minutes to either side of drinking it. And that it's very pure. You're not adding anything else into it. No lemon, no cucumber, none of that. Just pure celery juice. I don't mind the taste of it. I find it actually very refreshing and um, I find that it helps to reduce sugar cravings and um, stabilize my blood sugar. I feel so good after I drink it. Um, And yeah, for me, it really helps to um, reduce inflammation and um, make my gut feel much better almost instantaneously. Um, you know, I can do it for a couple of days in a row and feel a big difference and see a big difference, honestly, in my body and my skin. Um, it's just, it's a great little boost and I've been doing it for several months now and, you know, taking intermittent breaks on and off, but I notice a difference every time I decide to go back to it. So I highly recommend that one. Um, it's not hard at all to make it yourself. You need about one stalk of, st- of celery, not stock, excuse me, a bunch, <laughs> an entire bunch of celery or a head or whatever you call it, um, to juice that much, uh, to, to juice the 16 ounces, 16 to 20 ounces. Um, you can also visit a local juice bar. I like to, um, you know, visit my, my local places and support them. You do have to be careful though, because sometimes, you know, they're running so many juices through there per day. You're not really getting the pure celery juice, but, um, you know, it is definitely better than drinking no celery juice at all. (laughs) Um, okay. So the second way, um, to reduce inflammation, I like to leverage throughout, um, the week is to reduce sugar and inflammatory foods. So, um, I personally, I, you know, again, mentioning autoimmune diseases, I have to eat a pretty strict anti-inflammatory diet anyways. So I am not consuming gluten, dairy, corn, sugar, um, for the most part, grains, um, things like that. And, uh, caffeine, 
But I do enjoy some other, you know, foods that aren't necessarily considered anti-inflammatory, such as nuts and seeds. And, you know, right now at this particular moment, I'm uh, following a vegetarian diet. So I do need to kind of give myself some uh, heartier options there with uh, some like trail mix throughout the day and things like that, um, nuts and seeds. But anyways, if I'm feeling like I'm having a, an acute attack of inflammation in the body, um, I do try to cut back on those things, right? Like nuts and legumes and seeds, they're considered inflammatory foods for your body. Obviously, if you are following kind of a more um, quote-unquote normal or standard American diet, you want to pull back the biggies like the gluten, the dairy, the refined sugar, the processed food, nothing from a package unless it's like an organic you know, from your grocery, from your local Whole Foods in like the gluten-free section, you've read all the ingredients and you can pronounce them all. That's a big thing. If you can't say it, you probably should not be eating it. (laughs) Um, And cane sugar is in everything. So, you know, you might think you're doing a good thing. Turn around the carton of oat milk you just picked up or almond milk you just picked up and make sure there's no inflammatory oils. There's no sunflower, safflower, canola oil. There's no gums or fillers. There's no cane sugar because I guarantee you that there probably is an inflammatory component in that carton. Um, so reducing sugars, reducing inflammatory foods and going lower glycemic. So even if you're not having things with, you know, let's say you're pretty healthy overall and you don't eat a lot of, you don't consume a lot of cane sugar. I personally don't consume a lot of cane sugar. I'm going to pull back again. Like I said, on my nuts and seeds, I'm going to pull back on my higher glycemic index foods. I'm going to pull back on my fruits. I'm going to pull back on, my kryptonite, my dark chocolate (laughs) that I love with all of my heart. It doesn't necessarily love me, but you got to pick your battles, right? (laughs) Um, And personally, I consume decaf coffee, but I will pull back on that as well because coffee in and of itself, it is a bean. Therefore, it is considered an inflammatory food. So I will um, reduce that as well. Um, again, if you're following standard American diet, the biggies I would take out are gluten, dairy, or just reduce, you know, don't go crazy if you're just starting on this journey. Um, and I would watch the caffeine intake. It can be helpful in small doses, but, um, you know, if you're waking up and you're feeling like you've got kind of like swollen fingers and toes, or, you know, your joints are kind of mad at you, your eyes are puffy, maybe your eyes are a little glassy, you've got some inflammation. You can even, you can even have inflammation through the form of, you know, sinus congestion, Um, puffiness in the face, um, that sense of brain fog, that grogginess in the morning. And you, you won't even realize it's inflammation until you start to take those measures to help yourself and then realize how good you can feel in the morning when you wake up. Um, but that's just to stay, to say maybe instead of your coffee, you want to have a bit of ginger tea just for a few days, start to you know, make those small changes. Again, you don't want to, you don't want to like go for an all or nothing mentality. That's not sustainable. You want to make small changes. And if you're doing some kind of a protocol, recognize it as such. It doesn't have to be a whole radical lifestyle shift right away. You can ease yourself into something that works for you. But if you are dealing with inflammation, you do have to look at it um, a little bit differently. Like, you know, a a disciplined couple of days to get yourself back to a place of health and, um, you know, feeling good. Um, But moving on to the next one, something that has helped me greatly is infrared sauna. Um, Infrared sauna and or hot yoga for me. 
Um, most hot yoga studios now, um, they are implementing infrared heat in their studios, which is incredible. Infrared saunas and infrared heat, they are much different than regular steam saunas or other types of saunas because they they have this ability to warm your body from the inside out. And therefore, it's not this condensation heat that you're getting from a steamy sauna. It is as if your body is burning a fever inside of you. And what happens when you burn a fever? You kill off um, infections, bacteria, bad bacteria, viruses, right? You, that's your body's natural mechanism to kill off that which does not belong. And so, um, you know, if you're fighting acute inflammation, chances are all of the co-infections and viral load loads in your body are coming out to play and say, hey, we're still here. You haven't cleared us out yet because we always like to sit here and lie dormant. All of us have them. Don't get freaked out. <laughs> um, we all have them and um, they can serve good in the body, but sometimes they don't serve us so well in um, certain seasons of stress and overload. So infrared sauna can really help. Um, and or hot yoga if it's in an infrared heat um, studio. And um, a telltale sign if you are functioning well is if you're able to break a sweat quickly in these um, sauna situations. For a long time, I couldn't break a sweat at all. Um, I would go into a sauna and I would not be able to break a sweat for at least 35 minutes. And it was mind-blowing. Um, come to find out my lymphatic system was working for crap and that is uh, one of the big signs is if you're not able to sweat you've got a lot of work to do with your detox pathways so make sure that you can break a sweat um, and yeah get the get those healthy uh, juices flowing in there uh, if you want to put it that way but infrared sauna can help you sweat out some of the the junk and, and burn off um, burn up and burn out some of the um, bacteria viral load that might be causing inflammation. Um, and then the fourth and final thing that I personally like to leverage to reduce inflammation is somatic movement, that mind-body movement. So that can look like yoga, it can look like tai chi, it can look like intuitive dance. Um, anything that gets the energy moving in your body. I find that when your energy pathways are blocked, Um, it really makes you feel stuck. It makes you feel sluggish. And so by just moving the fluids around in the body, you're moving your lymph, you're moving the energy, you're working with the meridians. You can really open up a lot if you just move and you move mindfully. I'm not talking about taking your sluggish inflamed body to the gym and running three miles or getting on the stair stepper. I'm talking about mindful movement where maybe you're leveraging a little bit of suspension, your arms and your legs are getting up in the air, you're inverting, you're letting all the fluids and the energies in your body flow in different directions, you're leveraging energy medicine techniques by doing some energetic tapping, you're leveraging figure eights to reset, you're using cross crawl to reset the hemispheres of your brain. And if you're not a movement practitioner, that's okay. You can you can always explore. You can always explore this type of movement because anybody can do this. It's not um, it's not something that you have to have you know years of experience or months of experience or even have taken a single class to do. Um, you know, if you're interested in kind of learning more about that, you can always um, 
come to one of my uh, somatic workshops. You can tune in virtually or we can just have a conversation together about some of these exercises. I'd be more than happy to um, direct you to some resources. You can always jump into a yoga class. Um, And I would totally suggest going gentle. If you're um, inflamed, go find a gentle class. Find a Hatha class. Find something that moves a little bit slower so you can actually focus on your breath and reducing inflammation and moving mindfully rather than pushing yourself because we want the effort to come from the inside out, not the outside in. So we don't want to be muscling our way through. We want to actually tonify our organs. And that's what's so helpful about somatic movement is when you're attuning your organs, that inflammation is going to reduce because you're either... um, you're either fixing a hypotoned organ by giving it more energy or you're wringing out a hypertoned organ that's got too much energy in it and now you're bringing your body into a state of balance. Um, energy is always exchanged or transferred. It's never created or destroyed. So it's just about that redistribution. Um, and, you know, that can be done through through movement. It can also be done through acupuncture, energy medicine. So you know, if you feel as though, you know what, I'm just not in a good headspace to try something new and I'm not a movement practitioner, but you kind of still want those benefits, you can always check out acupuncture. Um, I think that's such a healthy way to, you know, get that, get those energies flowing in the proper direction again. Um, But anyways, those are my four ways to reduce inflammation And if you have any questions about any of that, please feel free to message me or reach out to me personally. Um, I hope you're having a wonderful day. Remember to keep your chin up, stay positive. I know that the the world is crazy right now, but um, you've got to find find your inner peace. Make sure you keep praying and, um, you know, keeping that meditation going and the deep breathing and the yoga And all of those helpful things, all of those strategies leveraging to find your optimal health. Um, God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. And I hope you tune in next week.